0: Welcome back, everyone, to 101 Questions that Church Planters Ask. I'm your host, Danny Parmalee, and today we're going to be talking about something that I'm guessing some of you aren't aware of even exists, and some of you may have found this little secret and are already using it. We're going to be answering the question, how can I use international freelancers and virtual assistants for my church plant team? I want to start out by sharing how I stumbled upon this whole freelancer thing and why now I'm addicted to utilizing this resource. See, when our church plant was growing in number, but our finances weren't growing at the same pace, we were always understaffed. By that, I meant we just didn't have enough money to hire all of the pastors and staff that we needed um, or that we saw other churches hiring that were of the same size. And so we were forced to utilize contract work. I think a prime example of this uh, would be in graphic design. Uh, if we needed to create some sort of postcard or a new logo, T-shirt design, or a website, and we would find a freelance graphic designer. Now, sometimes this was a recent college grad, maybe a stay-at-home mom, or someone who was running a business, you know, out of their house. And I couldn't afford to walk into some big marketing firm and, you know, ask them to create a website for me. So. Instead, I would, you know, hire these freelancers uh, to be able to do it. Now, this, of course, was before Wix and Squarespace and the easy WordPress, you know, templates that were available. So a lot of that you can even just do by yourself now, uh, but was really kind of forced to kind of enter the freelancer contract world. So when hiring a freelancer like this, it was always a per project basis. I could say, hey, I need a postcard for our Christmas Eve service. You know, can you come up with three to four concepts for me? Allow me to pick one and you know, make some modifications until we get it right. And of course, ask them, okay, how much is this going to cost me? They give me a price. We'll say maybe $300 for the sake of the argument. Then they would come up with the concepts. They would email them to me. I would either call them or email them back, make some tweaks, some suggestions. Finally, they deliver the final file to me. And then I can bring that to the printers. So this was fantastic because it was affordable And if they did well, I could use them again. If they didn't do so well, then I could go find someone else. Oftentimes, I never met the freelancer in person. I think the first time that I heard of virtual assistants when uh, I was reading a book by Tim Ferriss called The 4-Hour Workweek, pretty popular business book, and it kind of dawned on me, wait a minute, maybe I don't need to limit my choice of freelancers to just people who live in the city that I do, but I could expand to other cities, other states, even other countries. And that's when I discovered the beauty of overseas or international freelancers and virtual assistants. I tried a couple different websites that facilitate this process. And currently my favorite one is upwork.com. Each one I'm sure has their advantages and disadvantages. And I'm gonna cover some of the basics in this podcast of how to use Upwork specifically Uh, But if you're really serious to see how this works, I want you to head over to the blog, churchplantersass.com, and I am going to have a YouTube video that you're going to actually watch me put together a project step-by-step so that you can see how easy this actually is. And uh, uh, because, yes, I still use international freelancers today in my job and even for this very podcast. Right now, the podcast that you're listening to was mixed by Ricardo, who's an audio engineer from Spain. Uh, The blog that you'll visit was designed by Monica. She's from India. And some of the social media graphics were done by Danilo, who is from the Ukraine. And so for the demonstration or tutorial, uh, I'm gonna hire a freelancer to create new podcast, you know, thumbnail cover art for me that I'll actually be using. And you'll kind of watch my screen. I'll do a screen record. And you'll kind of see how I uh, go through that process. Now, I just gave a few examples of how to use freelancers, but I want you to expand your understanding. There are freelancers that do just about anything that you need. I'm going to list a few examples here just to kind of give you an idea. If you need to hire an architect to give you different options, maybe for a chair layout for a school gym, or you're renting a warehouse, you need to see what that's gonna look like, how many chairs you could actually fit in there or different arrangements. I've done this one specifically multiple times for church planners. Uh, you can hire a freelancer to do map work for you. They can put pins and maps, create a large scale even on a, on a wall of you know other area churches, or put pins you know, with a list of addresses of your team members. You can hire a freelancer to do demographic research for your city. You can hire a freelancer to run your social media completely for you. Now, I don't recommend this, especially in the beginning, uh, but just as an idea. Uh, As I mentioned before, if you want to create cost-effective, you know, way to kind of launch a website, logos, graphic design, merch design, brochures, business cards, yep, it's all there. Now, if you have a website, maybe you want to hire someone to help you even with some of the back-end stuff, like search engine optimization, or using marketing tools like Facebook Pixel or Google AdWords, or to set up your Google Analytics and reporting. Again, you could probably spend hours trying to learn all of this stuff, or you can hire a freelancer, get it done, uh, get it done well, have an expert do it for you. I mentioned architecture already, but understand uh, when I say that, I mean you can get high-quality 3D renderings. This becomes super helpful when you're trying to cast vision for a space. So let's say, for example, you're going to rent out a space, maybe you're going to do a little bit of a build out. Instead of paying thousands of dollars to a local architecture firm, you can hire a freelancer for hundreds of dollars to give you a video walkthrough of a 3D rendering. By the way, message me if you want a really good 3D rendering person. Alexandra from uh, Slovenia. I use her all the time. She's superb. I'm sure she'd love to do some of your projects as well. And even if you need someone just to create a visual, like for your connection booth, like hey, this is kind of what I'm thinking. You kind of want to pitch it uh, to your team. I mean, you can just get just about get anything done. So let's say you have some large outreach event and people fill out you know a card as they you know come up to your bounce house or do whatever. And all of a sudden you have a thousand response cards, and at this time you don't have you know your own assistant or team members are just overwhelmed doing other things. Yep. You could hire someone, you know, uh, online hire one of these uh, overseas freelancers, and they will literally just type them all up for you, put them into a, a spreadsheet for you. So I could go on and on. These are just a bunch of of ones to just uh, kind of give you an give you an idea. So let me share with you three advantages of using an overseas freelancer. First and foremost is going to be cost, because of the wage difference and economy of the United States, your dollar will get much more, go much further outside of the United States. Uh, maybe you've experienced this before if you've ever traveled outside of the United States to countries where you know you do this simple exchange rate math and you see that you know what you're able to purchase with the American dollar in other countries goes considerably more. So the same thing happens on these freelance platforms. You know, if you hire a graphic designer, you know, freelancer in the United States it wouldn't be unreasonable, you know, to pay 20, you know, $30 an hour, you know, even much much more than that. Whereas in other countries, if you paid someone 7 to $10 an hour, you'd be paying a very fair wage to them. Now, let me give you a word of caution and wisdom here. If you're not careful, you could take advantage of people in other countries. There are people in other countries that will work for as little as $3 an hour, which may even be categorized, in my opinion, as slave labor. So remember that even though someone may agree to this, um, don't take advantage of someone's desperate situation. You know, at, you know, you're a global ambassador for Christ. So make sure that you're pa- you know, paying fair wages. Sometimes just a little bit of research and you'll be able to understand, you know, other countries' economy and standards, so that uh, you, you know it's you figure out the fair wage in that area. So later on on the pad- podcast, I'll share some of the countries I like to work with. Most, uh, bottom line, hiring overseas freelancers, you'll see your dollar travels much further. Number two is speed and availability. When you post a job on a freelance website, you have people that are ready to work and to start right away. I mean, you can literally see just like you know, using Facebook or Instagram. You can see who's online and man, you could even talk to them right then and get worked on like within minutes type of thing because think of this for a moment you're not limited to the city that you live in but the entire globe i've been in a bind many times and needed a graphic you know like in the next 30 minutes and basically found a freelancer online had him pump it out and uh, got exactly what i needed you know something that staff and or you know you know local people they just might not have time to do the job you know, which brings me to another important point at the time that I left Epicos, uh, the church that I planted in Milwaukee, we had about 20 staff members, and I still used freelancers and encouraged our staff to use freelancers if they needed. So while we had paid people on our staff to do graphics and video, oftentimes they would even essentially subcontract that out so that they could focus on bigger things or they could get multiple ideas, multiple concepts. Uh, from these freelancers, and then they could take those ideas and kind of bring them to completion and make sure it had our culture and feel and branding to it. So to me, this was just a matter of stewardship. All right, the third one that many people don't think of that I'm a big proponent of of the advantage is detached investment. So this may be more important than you think, and I have lots of stories both personally and from other church planners I coach. Oftentimes, when church planners start out, they have a quote-unquote friend or launch team member that is willing to do some graphic design for free or a reduced cost to them. Oh, the Lord provides. This is so amazing. So most church planners feel that this is God's miraculous provision for them. Okay. Sometimes it is. I'll give you that. But oftentimes it's not. Here's why graphic designers tell me, Hey, just give me some critique on my concepts. I'm very open to criticism. I won't take anything personal. And then they present some designs and, and, you know, welcome the feedback, and then you give the feedback, and then they're like, how dare you? No, don't you understand? Like, look closely. The T is actually across and it's a perfect representation of blah, 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 blah. Okay, you get the idea. Um, now you have this problem because you have a friend or worse yet, a team member who has given their heart and soul, invested their gift of time And design into this, and now you've hurt their feelings because you don't appreciate their art or expertise, or literally choose not to use them at all. Now, there is this awkwardness then that you end up, you kind of look like the jerk or a control freak. Have I used team members and friends to create stuff? Yes, absolutely, I have. And at times it has worked out well, and we've used their designs. Yes, it was really cool to have actual team members, you know, developing things for the church. However, I do have, again, the stories you know, of the reverse where people get sour and they leave. With a freelancer, if they create the crappiest logo you've ever seen, there isn't any personal investment. So especially for things like a logo that are long-term, I suggest to hire a couple freelancers who give you a number of concepts instead of relying on just that one friend or volunteer who's gonna give you just their style. So let me give you the basics of, how to utilize a freelance website such as Upwork, but again, I want you to head over to the blog. You will actually get to watch a video of me, you know, walking through how I how I do this. You'll see a you know real life example of it, and of course, you can use. There's other platforms out there to hire people, you know, for an ongoing basis. But I tend to use, you know, mostly just um, kind of per project situations. So when you start out. You'll basically post a job. You'll give it a title. So for my example that you'll see uh, on the on the video, it's podcast cover art. That's all I call it. Uh, it will ask me the category. You know, I'll just say, "Hey, this is you know for graphic design." Uh, then it takes me uh, to this part where I need to kind of give a description of the deliverable. So this can be casual, but should be somewhat specific. I might say something like. Hey, I'm a podcaster. I need some new cover art. I'm, you know, looking for a freelancer to deliver a three thousand by three thousand pixel JPEG, uh, and I would love to have three concepts, uh, you, you know, with using the provided images. And here's, the, you know, use the text Hundred One Questions That Church Planners Ask" with Danny Parmalee. The great thing is that as part of this selection, you can upload an image or images that you want them to use. And it's always helpful to give examples of final products. So you'll see that I do this in in my example. Uh, I personally love uh, graphic design. Like I, I, I love design, but I cannot design my way out of a wet paper bag. So what I do instead is I look for these other examples. I attach the image and say, hey, I really kind of like this style a lot of times I will do my own mock-up and just make it in you know, Microsoft Word or PowerPoint or whatever. And it, just, it looks horrible, but at least they get somewhat of the general idea and direction and then they make it look awesome. So uh, also in the description, uh, you can add in there if you need it ASAP, those types of things. The next part, you get to create some questions for your freelancer because basically as you post this job, you're kind of creating an interview process where then people say, hey, uh, so you write some some different questions. Here's kind of my standards. You know, have you viewed the files that I've sent? Because some will just apply for every job that they see on there. I often ask how long will it take you to complete? Because if this is something I need right away, I need to know if they're able to do it right now or if it's going to take them, you know, a couple days before they even start it. I always ask what programs they're going to use. Uh, this is more important, especially when you when you get into technical projects like renderings and video and audio. You want to know that they're using, you know, the highest quality stuff. Uh, I also uh, usually end by asking them if they have any questions for me, because usually this is a way to kind of just like in regular interview process, how are they paying attention? So maybe I'll leave out, for example, what colors or fonts I want. And then if they ask the question like, yeah, what colors or fonts? It's like, oh, this person's paying attention. They're asking the right questions. Then you can select if you want only people from the United States or if you're open to people from around the world. Of course, I always choose worldwide. Uh, next, you'll get to choose—you know—if you have a preference for a region, and this can depend on what you're doing. Uh, but I almost always just choose Europe, and it doesn't mean that only people from Europe can apply. Just that you know, Upwork will kind of send it to more of the freelancers in that area. And uh, kind of a free tip I found is that Eastern Europe is where many of my favorite freelancers are from and maybe even more specifically, the Ukraine. Now, I know it's bad to stereotype, uh, but I've just found that my Ukrainian freelancers are the nicest, hardest working, and most delightful people. I'd even consider some of them friends, and I'm not joking. One of the freelancers uh, that uh, I used uh, for computer programming uh, to do you know, one of our web apps called RevCoach, which, by the way, if you don't know what RevCoach is, it's one of our church planting programs, platforms that we use. again, you can find it at churchplannerass.com. It's free. Uh, and you know I had I, I designed it, I developed it, but I know nothing about coding, so hired someone to basically code the entire concept uh, that that I had. And uh, his name was Dimitri and he's really become a friend of mine. Uh, so much so that he even traveled to the United States and we met up in Chicago. He came to our church planting banquet. I showed him around the city. So it's pretty crazy to think that I hired a freelancer to create an app, a church planting app that later became a friend of mine. And now he's done multiple projects uh, for me, really even on an enterprise level. So, all right, this next part's really important. Uh, You get to set your proposed bid price based on hourly or per project. Especially if you're just starting out, I wanna highly, highly suggest to choose per project. Uh, you need to think in your mind, how much time will this take to complete and how much is it worth it for you to spend? So for our example, uh, in my mind, I think that someone could complete three concepts and make some revisions you know, within an hour, hour and a half. So I might set my proposed bid price between $10 and $15. When you're setting that price, you're really only suggesting what you kind of want to pay and people will respond with bids both higher and lower than that. You may have a designer say, Oh man, I can crank this out quickly. I can do it for $7. Uh or I'm, you know, I, I really want to I really want this project. I'm excited about it. I'll do it for less. And then you have others who say, "Whoa, that's a much bigger project. Uh I'm going to charge a lot more." Now I actually have started this project already and I saw one bid come in for $150, which you'll see on there and I'm thinking, "Okay, I I said I said twelve dollars, and you said 150. So that's the beauty of it is that the freelancers read your project and tell you how much they are expecting to be paid. And as a side note, as you build a team of people you trust, you can switch to hourly for certain things. Uh, and this is important for ongoing work where it's you know not as easy to maybe set an exact price. Some of the you know computer search engine optimization, maybe copywriting, those types of things. So one of the unique features is that. If you're paying someone on an hourly, Upwork is taking screenshots of their computer, and you can look at the logs, and it'll tell you how many keystrokes and what's happening. You basically are like Big Brother that you can see what they're if they're actually working on your project for the hours that you're getting billed. Which yes, I've had freelancers uh, in the beginning that I caught that were not working on my project and they were still charging me for that hour. They were doing their own social media stuff, so. But this is why i like the per project price until you at least have a good established relationship all right then you post your project and it's available for freelancers to bid on now one of the things that you can do to increase the quality of your applicants is to personally invite freelancers to bid on your projects it's a very easy search tool you basically can just say hey i'm looking for graphic designers i'm kind of looking for this pay range here's kind of the places i'm looking and you can click on their profiles And kind of see, you know, how much are they usually charging, and what are you know, um, you know, see some examples of their stuff. You get to invite up to fifteen freelancers, and I'd suggest use all those invites. Look at their profiles, pay attention to their portfolio. There's feedback from other people who have used them. Don't really look at their degree or years of experience. Look at their profile. Here's why: sometimes freelancers, you know, aren't going to fit your design style. I want to be careful how I say this, and not to be misunderstood, but when I first started using freelancers, I would get inexpensive bids from freelancers from Pakistan and Bangladesh and India who said they were experts at graphic design, they had degrees. But then when I looked at their portfolio, I could see that their design style was totally opposite of what I wanted. Now their design style may actually be culturally relevant for their country or you know, similar countries, but it was a total mismatch for our church. Now, I gave some of them a chance thinking, oh, they can adapt. They'll be able to kind of translate it, but it almost never worked out. So again, this is where I just found great graphic designers in Eastern Europe. Okay, so now the fun part. Over the next few days, you have a bunch of freelancers you've invited, freelancers from all over the world just kind of see it. Uh, They answer the questions that you send. You see their profile. There may be some questions, some chats back and forth. Uh, and uh, they might say, "Hey, I even you know did something similar. Here's here's an example of that project. Some may even make a mock-up concept for you and just say, "Hey, I know you at, you wanted three concepts. Here's 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 an example. Here's one of them. And then they'll just put a watermark on it so you can't use it. And they'll say, "Hire me. You know, here's your free sample. And you can again, you can chat with them. There's a chat feature. It's really great. You can do video chat. You can do whatever you want uh, during the interview process or once you actually hire them. Finally, you choose one of your freelancers." And here's the great part about the system is that you use your credit card, the payment goes into escrow, so you're not paying them right away. That means that you don't really release the money to them until they're done and they've delivered the project. If they ghost you or they just do a horrible job, you'll get your money back, okay? On the other hand, uh, if they do their job, then you end the job, you click release payment, they're paid, there's no paperwork, you don't have to fill out any, 1099 forms, it's really, really beautiful. What will happen is over time, you will find a team of freelancers for different types of jobs. As I mentioned before, I have kind of my go-to people now. And from time to time, I'll explore new freelancers. And sometimes I get freelancers, you know, that you know they're just starting out so I can afford them. They have a low bid price. They're kind of just breaking into the market. And then over time, they get so good, I can't afford them anymore. And it sucks, but I'm also really, really happy for them because it is really neat to just see someone grow over time and pretty soon that they're so busy, they've got other big clients, they can get more money. Um, And so it's just kind of a neat thing that way. So don't think that your church plant team is limited to those just in your city. God can do some amazing things in this global world in in which we live. Again, if you want to see it on screen, Uh, how I actually post a job for the new podcast cover art, head over to churchplantersask.com. You can watch the video there. Also, if you have a question about church planting or a follow-up question about freelancers or you want the names of some of my best freelancers, just send me a message. I'd be glad to help. Remember, keep asking those questions.